Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the moment. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, cash, and uh, I think, or I'll give the reasons why I think we should all, most of the time, in um, when we're p paying for stuff, say, I'll pay cash. When the person reaches for the card machine, go, I'll pay cash. Right? So it's like to get over, I think I'm going to give you a bunch of reasons why in general um, we as a society we should keep cash um, and why the benefits of digital currencies, there's no benefit to totally getting rid of, well, the, the benefits of totally getting rid of cash are very small compared to the, the harms of doing that. And so we should keep it that we have both cash and digital payments. Um, and this might not seem important, but it's very important because uh, you know, I'll get to that in a bit. But basically, I'd say this is a crucial issue. Like if we lose cash, we're in big trouble. <laughs> um, and so that's in general. But in order to, and certain governments definitely have a, you know, they want to do this and they've even admitted it, some of them, um, but uh, it's, it gives them more power, basically. Um, and, you know, look at history, open a book, uh, governments like power. So, um, but, so the key thing is rather than trying to persuade governments that, oh, no, you know, don't take away more of our power, that's not a good idea. The way to do it is just to persuade the people to keep using it, and so then we don't have this problem, you know. So this is not to governments, this is to you, normal people. I think basically if we go around and, you know, uh, keep using cash and encourage people to kind of return to cash a bit, um, then, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be very beneficial. It, it'll make it harder for governments to just remove this. Um, so, yeah, and I think, so that's, I'll talk about why, but first of all, I think just the, the practicality of saying that, like, oh, I'll pay cash. Uh, you do it with a friendly voice, you know, tone of voice, just, just you know, calm assertiveness, you know, just, uh, I'll pay cash. Um, not, do you mind if I pay cash? Is it okay if I pay cash? It's kind of, you know, or you can say that if you want. Sometimes I've said that. But the, the phrase I've gone for is just like, look, I'm the customer. I'm allowed to do this. Customer's always right, you know. Um, I'm not doing anything wrong here. So just say, hey, this is what I want. And sometimes they're like, oh, we don't take cash. And then, you know, I'll go, oh, okay. Or more to, what I've been doing more recently is I just communicate non-verbally like, oh, like, oh, that's, I'm not really happy about that. Just, I'm, I don't give them negative energy, but I just show them like, oh, you know, that's not what I really want. Um, so, but yeah, I think it's totally socially acceptable, totally smooth and easy. People just go, oh, okay, yeah, cool. You know, um, <clears throat> and you see some restaurants or like um, businesses, they'll have like uh cash uh, preferred, you know, digital accepted, cash preferred, um, support cash freedom, you know, or um, some places are only cash, you know. Um, and so we're going to get into the reasons behind this whole thing, like why should you pay cash? So first, a little song. born in a money man's world 
But I didn't have that cash to spend I just had ones and zeros and it never ended I was in a nightmare The government could tell me what to do And just one time I went to a protest And then my funds were frozen And I was sent to the gulag And it was still a money man's world And then I went back in time And everybody started using cash And it was a different world The freedom remains That's a song fresh from the subconscious you don't like it or if you do like it please send your letters to jamie's subconscious so <clears throat> i've got a list here because there's a few details here <clears throat> so um independence the basic the main reason i think i can see why you know people think oh yeah digital is more convenient who needs cash um and you know so we'll go through those reasons as well you know but uh, on that side, we'll be balanced here, of course. Um, we just want the truth, right? Um, but we'd only be hurting ourselves, cheating ourselves, if we were lying to ourselves or trying to be unbalanced. But um, yeah, like I think in a nutshell, people who think, oh, that'd be great if we didn't have cash, I believe those people are not aware <laughs> of just how um, untrustworthy powerful uh, how many untrustworthy powerful um institutions are in existence right now um so basically if if we really were in a democracy and there really was proper like you know it's like a full-on democracy you know in the west and it's not controlled by huge corporations in bed with the state manipulating things and causing crises and doing all kinds of shenanigans to make profit and get more power and profit you think that's not happening i would invite you to consider that it might be and see if you can find any patterns because um again I'm, i try to keep a very balanced perspective and honestly it just seems like that is happening um and i think most people uh, can either uh, know that or else they can feel like yeah there's something to that like so maybe you could look into it and you but i think a lot of people don't want to look into it because they're like oh, head in the sand kind of thing like oh i don't really want to have to deal with that what if that's real but the 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 crazy thing is like um having your head in the sand doesn't protect you from predators you know actually having your head out of the sand is much safer and so people think i think but it's subconscious there's a subconscious belief that it's safer to not pay attention and not to to not go about risking the discovery of big problems but actually if those big problems exist it's independent of your discovery, right? The world doesn't revolve around you. They're already there, even if you haven't noticed them yet. Or they're not there. So what's the harm of going and finding out? Nothing. What's the harm of not looking? There's a great harm. Maybe you're going to get eaten while you've got your head in the sand. <laughs> you know. So you know, the lion will just eat that ostrich, whatever, with his head in the sand. Oh, cool. Quick dinner. So yeah, So I think a lot of people... But then that, that, that um, thing of like, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't think that's conscious. I think it's a, a, an unconscious thought process that's going on. And so f the first thing I think is we need to try to help each other, help our brothers and sisters who are in that, that position to become aware how to do that. Good question. Probably a topic for another episode. But um, 
to help them become aware that there is an unconscious thing going on that they're not aware of in their mind, which is basically that, like feeling like, oh, you know, ignorance is bliss. If I'm if I can't see you, you can't see me. You know, um, let's just not think about these things, and that way everything will be okay. It's like actually, it's the opposite. If enough people pay attention and realize what I re- believe that oh, there's a lot of you know, there's people basically who have been subverting democracy in the West for decades, at least, um, and they're very organized. Actually, I, I admire their organizational skills. They're very very good at what they do. Um, I don't know exactly who they are. I think it's a minority of the basically our most powerful institutions. Essentially, all of them, um, a minor, a minority within them, seem to be um, working hand in hand in some sort of oligarchic conspiracy. Don't believe me? That's fine. You know, you can still take the rest of this episode and for what it's worth. Um, but I would say there is very good evidence that um, there actually are. There's a big problem. This, you know, uh, um, our institutions have been captured. By um, most people in them are very good people doing their job, trying. But then there's a, a minority in there who are in positions of power, and basically money. We think, oh, money. The power of money is awful, isn't it? What's the power of money doing? Is it just trying to trick you into buying stuff? You know, uh, it's just paying for the election of politicians and not asking them to do anything. It's just we know they're paying them, but they don't want anything back. Like, I mean, the the truth, uh, the cold hard truth is money. The power of money has been ballooning for a long time and it has been using that power. It hasn't been wasting it. The people who are so efficient that they can monopolize um, and you know get uh, huge sums of money um, under their um, control, they have, they have not been sitting idle. They're the exact, for the same reason that they got that money, they um, have been using it to get political control. And so anyway, I won't go more into that, but you know, look at the episode, is it safest to assume a, a global t- coup is underway? And um, you'll get the, my the drift of my opinions there. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so independence, basically cash. If so, in a nutshell, if it is the case, if I'm right, and there are people who are trying to de- basically take away individual liberties in order to give themselves more power, status, opportunities, just like you want more opportunities, you want a, more money so you can go on holiday more, you can have more interesting experiences more better quality uh, services and products, take care of your family. These people want the same thing, but on a bigger scale. And, you know, oh, I only have a billion. All my friends have 10 billion. How am I going to get up to their level? Well, maybe I'll do what needs to be done. Um, and uh, so if, that, if, this, if we are in a situation where the institutions are, and there's just enough, you know, big companies, big central banks, you know, um, uh, all kinds like militaries, intelligence agencies, etc., um, in an attempt to basically water down democracy and eventually, you know, remove democracy. It seems, um, and then uh, is it safe to be going to a digital currency? No cash. No, it's not because, um, say, a digital. Uh, you know, um, you could basically like the in Canada, a bunch of people. Basically, okay. The basic thing is, if there is no cash, the government can just turn off your bank account anytime they want. They threaten the bank, hey, we're going to close you, or we're going to whatever, you know, bring you in for questioning, or we're not going to give you these, we're going to make it difficult for you, whatever. Um, and anyway, you know, the government's kind of owned largely by big corporations who also own the bank, so it's all in bed anyway. But um, we're, you know, they, 
uh, you have to shut down this person's bank account. Um, and if you don't let us have that power, then we're going to, we have a problem with you now. Maybe we'll shut you down or maybe we'll replace you with someone else who will play ball, you know, or we'll shut down your bank account, Mr. CEO. Um, so, uh, and we, um, if you don't believe that this is possible, this happened during the pandemic in Canada. There's a bunch of, you know, illegal, unconstitutional rules brought in. The the, the Canadian um, Charter of Rights and Freedoms, um, um, Brian Peckford, I think is his name. He was a former premier of Newfoundland, um, and he was the premier, um, uh, Newfoundland Labrador, is it? Um, he was the premier at the time when um, the can, that, that can, uh, Bill of Rights was br brought in, and they, basically they modified the Canadian Constitution to bring in these protected liberties. And he was all the premiers of the provinces were there. He's the last surviving one, so he we have his word. He knows not just the, the letter of the law, but the spirit, because he was in the room. Um, and he's a very honest-looking person. You, you you get that feeling from him, right? Look, hearing him speak, I'd recommend um, Jordan Peterson podcast. Um, he had an episode with him. They talked about it, pretty intense, but very, very good conversation. And um, basically he was saying, hey, the government's broken, you know, it's violating the constitution. Um, and all, um, so that's exhibit A, okay? Then um, exhibit B, uh, there's these trucker protests where all these truckers across um, Canada, they were going into Ottawa, the capital, to protest because they're saying, hey, you're saying, you know, we can't work if we're not vaccinated. But, you know, a bunch of us, we don't believe the virus is very deadly. We don't believe the vaccine is particularly uh, safe or effective. It's only been studied very briefly. You know, we, we're not telling other people they can't do it, but we don't want to do that ourselves. We just want to, we are the backbone of the economy. The people who were being celebrated as heroes were in the front line when we were bringing the services around at the beginning of the pandemic. And basically they, you know, gathered. It was a big thing. Can um, Canadians rallied around this. And it was a very big thing. And they went into Ottawa and they camped out there and just kind of shut down the city, just being in the streets, to get awareness, saying, hey, this is, our democracy is being violated and the, ju the judiciary, the judges, aren't intervening. So, as has been put in the constitutions of like America and, you know, um, this the classic fundamental thing we learn about in school of, or you should learn about in school of, this is how democracy works, is the last line of defense is not the judges, that's the second last line of defense, if the um, government is breaking the law, the judges get them in trouble, they put them in prison, and the police have to do what they say. Um, if they're still not obeying it, like you say the police or the military are captive, or the judiciary is cap uh, captured by the, same pe by the government or the same people who have captured the government, then the people need, to, we the people, need to go on the streets and reassert our sovereignty. Um, and the, so the same sovereignty which created these democracies. It didn't come from some elite, it came from the people. Uh, um, as part of the elite, usually were involved, the more educated people, uh, working with the people, but it was always a mass movement, grassroots. Um, and so it says, like, you know, this is what needs to happen. And that's what happened in Canada. They were saying, hey, the, the government's going too far, we need to push them back, you know. They're not, it was very peaceful, you know, it wasn't like violent revolution or anything. And the government refused to talk to them. And then eventually sent in the police, um, and, like brought in some law and just violated, you know, not just they're already violating the law with the pandemic powers they passed, um, but they um, just violently um, uprooted this protest and they froze their bank accounts um, and they froze their GoFundMe thing. Um, and even the people who'd send the money to the GoFundMe, I think they were harassed also. Um, so not just people in the protest, but the people supporting it. 
And so, uh, and then, and you heard like almost nothing about this in the mainstream media. Um, and there's like a blackout. And uh, mainstream media, who is also largely owned um, and gets very large amounts of its advertising um, revenue from these big corporations who were benefiting from these tyrannical laws, which were brought in. So even if it's not some cabal of small group of people trying to pull strings and just bad people taking power, like that has happened throughout history, I'd say that is part of it, I feel. But even if you don't believe in that, surely you believe in the snowball effect whereby corporations pollute rivers, invade, you know, have countries invaded, you know, um, Halliburton, you know, Dick Cheney was the former CEO of Halliburton, goes in, blows up Iraq for no reason, um, no evidence of weapons of mass destruction, but oh, then awards a no-bid billion-dollar contract to Halliburton, which he was just working for. Oh, you know, and so this is a well-known thing, the revolving door of big um, of government and, you know, corp uh, corporations, the corporate world. Anyway, so um, even if it's not a cabal of people you um, doing this kind of intentionally, um, just the this um, movement of, oh, okay, there's a it's beneficial to be exploiting the, um, the situation. Um, and so, you know, it's in your fiduciary duty as, you know, in the corporation to do what you can. And so oh, it's within the law to kind of, okay, we won't belabor, um, belabor the point any further, but basically in Canada this happened and it shut down the protests. And now that could happen anywhere. Um, where And uh, if, uh, you know, like say in China right now, like if you... I don't go along with the government that they um I believe they can already shut down your banking um but um well yeah of course they can just do whatever they want actually there but um but so imagine like what's that that's a, a dangerous thing right and even if you think the government's now are trustworthy what about 10 20 30 years down the line so why would we provide this incentive for bad people to get control of the governments if there's no cash it's going to be they can just say oh you know like um, we can just freeze your bank account and you have no cash. You can't even survive. Um, and now, alarmingly, um, they're bringing in, they're even talking about, um, well, they're bringing it in and they're talking openly. Um, bank of England is talking about this. Um, you know, the Fed, Re Federal Reserve in America is talking about this. Um, although the Fed is being more sneaky and pretending that it's just for businesses for now. But... Um, basically talking about central banking digital currencies, CBDCs. And this is basically um, a kind of Bitcoin thing, except it's not decentralized and anonymous. It's centralized and completely, um, there's no privacy. The government knows exactly what's in your bank account. They know exactly what you're doing every with your money every minute of every day. Um, it'd be you have a bank account with the government at the central bank, or central bank, sort of the government. Technically, they're private banks, as far as I can tell. It's very hard to find that information, but um, it seems to be so. Um, and uh, like the Federal Reserve, for example, has shareholders in the USA. Um, we don't know who they are, but they print the money and make a profit off it somehow. Anyway, um, so uh, they're, and part of it is that they will be programmable so that you say, okay, uh, well, you know, for climate change, you're eating too much meat, for example. They could be like, Oh no! You've already bought meat, you know, tw three times this week. You can't buy it another time. So your money works for everything. It works for vegetables. Works for dairy. Works for not meat. You, you try as you might, you will not be able to buy that. It doesn't work for it. It's program programmable. 
Or if they say, oh, okay, you know, there's a lockdown, everyone has to stay within two kilometers of their house, your money will, your digital money will work within two kilometers, but mysteriously, any further than that, it doesn't work. And so how are you going to organize a protest in those circumstances? How are you going to share information? And so it gives a lot of, it makes totalitarianism very, like, much easier, right? So I won't go into any more detail on that point, but so basically independence, freedom, liberty, political uh, independence and sovereignty of individuals um, is much easier with um, cash remaining because we can just live off of that if even amid um, attempts by um, tyrants to try to control people. And I again, I think people who think that this is not... I mentioned this first. This is the most important reason to keep cash. Um, people who think that this isn't uh, relevant or it's not important, I believe they haven't done their homework about exactly how fragile and unhealthy our democracies are at this point in history. Um, that's just the waves of history. It happens. It's not, ultimately, it's not a problem. You know, it's a problem, but ultimately it's not a problem um, uh, because it's just the flow of history. This is how things work. We need to wake up more, you know. Yeah, what's it, you know, uh, we basically we get comfortable and then, you know, things kind of start to degenerate and then we have to wake up and start paying attention and s fix the problems then everything's great and we get comfortable and chill and then things start to fall apart again or people try to exploit stuff. So we're in that phase of history where we have to kind of, in this particular, in the West especially, where we have to you know, wake up and go, oh, okay, are we in a democracy? Let's, you know, and I would say basically, look, um, let's just keep cash while we're sorting some stuff out, while we're checking that our democracies are strong and that we're not at risk of, totalitarianism and like Nazi level government control. Um, let's just wait on that. We don't need to do it right now, do we? We're okay. You know, moving on. Um, let's talk about, before I go through all these other benefits of um, uh, uh, cash, we'll just talk about the, 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 the negatives of cash or the, or the positives of like say digital currency. So security, so stores don't need to have cash on hand. They can just, you know, like, so someone comes in asking for the money, like, hey, we don't have any cash here. So obviously that's a benefit. However, um, that can be managed with just have better policing and have less income inequality and just have a healthier society where there's less poverty and mental illness, um, which largely comes from um, a lack of opportunities in life and a lack of narrative and a lack of community. So if we can pull together and have a more beautiful narrative of this is our, we're, we, we're taking care of each other and we have a direction. This is, where, this is what we're about. This is where we're going. Then I think crime will be much less. Um, and anyway, we can you know, just have better quality um, crime prevention. And, um, but still, you know, that's a fair point. Like, and so, but I think, again, businesses who really, maybe they're in bad neighborhoods or something, cool. They can be digital if they want, you know, um, just no cash. But um, I would say in general, we can't have that becoming the, the rule. There has to be the exception. Um, but again, I, I believe in freedom. So I think uh, in, in, uh, business owners should be allowed to make that choice themselves. But I would just try to persuade them that, hey, you know, cash is a good idea. Um, uh, not just for yourself, but for mostly as a societal thing, because um, there's a lot of evidence that we're at one of those points in history where, you know, People are being selfish and try to trying to take away the rights of others. Um, and if you think that's a conspiracy theory, then how do you explain all of human history where that happened time and time again? Was it a conspiracy theory in Rome, in Greece, in Egypt, in you know 
Genghis Khan and you know the Aztec Empire. Um, you know all these societies where bad people took over. You know, um, all around the world, every society seems to have happened. Um, <clears throat> so, and even our own societies um, in in the West. Say, I'm speaking for throughout time, this has happened. Um, but anyway, okay. So security um, and individually, I guess you could say, yeah, not having cash on you, people can't mug you. You just got a card. They take your card. You freeze the card. Fair enough. Um, tax evasion. So yeah, people can't avoid tax. You know, uh, they, um, you know, if you're paying by a card, there's a paper trail. Um, so you can't skip out on paying your tax. Um, I think two things. One, we pay too much tax, way too much tax. So actually it's a good thing cash that cash allows people to pay less tax. In my opinion, um, I think we shouldn't have tax on anyone like uh, who's earning like a working wage. It should be like, you know, um, much lower taxes and basically the government takes with one hand and then gives back with the other and in the process it burns up a lot of the money. So it takes, you know, X from the left hand and from the people um, in terms of their productivity and then gives back, you know, 0.7X um, with the right hand. In, um, redistributing here, there and everywhere but often to politically connected people, there's a lot of problems with that. Often, you know, missing, um, investing in things that don't really make sense or doing inefficiently because people can't lose their jobs. Um, and so that human instinct of, oh, we, you know, ask to the fire kind of thing that's always been there, you remove that and, you know, it's an opponent process that keeps us in balance. And when you remove that, we kind of get slovenly, we lose the uh, path, you know, it's very hard to resist. Um, so I would say um, we should be paying less tax. And so cash is a, a good way of helping the people out in that. But then also um, the, the real people who are, you know, the big cases of tax evasion are the elites. You know, Panama Papers, Pandora um, Papers, um, all these, you know, co uh, big, you know, corpor um, corporate CEOs and government, you know, officials and stuff. Um, so many of them have been caught red-handed um, with their money off in like the British Virgin Islands, just not paying any tax or using, you know, if you're big enough, you can pay an army of accountants and lawyers to find loopholes or even lobby the government to create loopholes. Um, and... Uh, Basically, okay, we spend um, ten million a year on this, but we would be paying a hundred million in tax. So yeah, we're sa saving ninety million by doing this. And so they can just spend. Okay, so all these, you know, in, like accountants and lawyers, they, you know, they're doing fine. You might have noticed, you know, but the businesses on the main street or like you know, uh, normal mom and pop businesses are in big, big trouble. So many businesses have closed down all around where I am, anyway. Um, and it seems to be that case in um, many parts of the the West um, and the world, I would think, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so basically, um, I don't think. Um, and then, will they be able to avoid it with you know if it's digital? Um, I don't think so. I think they're going to have those accountants and lawyers. They're going to find a way around it. They're the people kind of writing the rules anyway. Um, so I think. It would uh, uh, help with tax evasion by, um, it, it would be, good. oh, there's big companies who aren't paying their sh fair share of tax. They should pay that, you know. But um, the biggest companies of them aren't going to pay it anyway because they're too politically connected and they're too financially powerful that they can, whatever system's created, they can weasel out of it. And then it just imprisons all the people who it's meant to be protecting. So I think mm, a better thing would just be, you know, we should massively reduce taxes. Um, and then with all that extra money that we're not um, sending in as tax, we can use that to take care of ourselves rather than the government taking care of us. And then also we're more independent, which goes back to the previous point I was talking about. So um, organized crime, um, 
yeah, uh, cash does allow organized crime or, you know, terrorism or like, you know, um, you know, kind of violent um, groups or whatever can use cash. But, um, you know, I'm sure the CIA is doing the same thing. Um, but uh, so, yeah, that's a fair point. Like um, it can be used, whereas um, maybe a digital currency w wouldn't be able to do that um, so easily. Um, but I think that's one where I go, yeah, that, you know, that's um, one thing, digital current, um, you know, it, removing cash. Because I don't have a problem with digital um, currency, like using uh, uh, digital transactions, but it's just having it as the only thing seems very dangerous. So, yeah, I'd say that that's worth it. Like, they can use cash, yeah, but we can use cash as well. And, um, you know, don't punish the many for the sins of the few. Um, as And so, yeah, these people will be using it, um, but it causes more harm than good by removing cash. Basically, yeah, that's a little harm we have to deal with, but the benefit we get from keeping cash is much, much, much greater than that. All right. Um, corruption, um, you know, and money laundering. Um, again, it's like they'll find ways around it, even with digital um, currencies um, and, you know, just control of, you know, influence, peddling and just, you know, um, contracts and who gets this deal and... Um, uh, commodities and um, all kinds of, you know, just uh, things like this. There's many ways around it. And besides, you know, just having loopholes where you can have your digital currency. Oh, it's legal. It's fine. I'm not paying tax because of this. I ticked that box over there that no one else knows about but except politically connected lawyers or whatever it is. Um, germs. Cash, you know, spreading germs. I think uh, not a big deal. Um, it's more dangerous really to be using soap hand sanitizer every day apart from for your mind because <laughs> you're just falling into lockstep with what you've been trained to do by your government um but uh no offense intended but um uh, also yeah it's not uh good for your skin flora the the microbiome of your skin there's all these good bacteria and stuff there and if you're just killing it off with these um hand sanitizers then actually you're more at risk for um bad bacteria like you know ringworm and eczema and stuff i don't know about eczema but um but yeah um, so actually better to you know, just wash your hands with water. You're fine. Um, maybe don't put your hand in your mouth directly after touching cash. But even if you do and you get sick, that really just means you should be eating more fresh food probably because I think someone who eats a lot of fresh food and is active, um, they can be putting their hands in their mouth. They could be licking coins and I don't think they're going to get sick. Um, this is not medical advice. Um, cost of printing. I think it's very small, the cost of printing these things. Um, and money gets damaged and... But yeah, you know, it's a cost. But um, but yeah, I'd just say, so fair enough. That's, that's a downside. We're mentioning it. But um, it's nowhere near as significant as all these positives. So let's get back to the positives here. Positive. Think on the bright side of life. Look on the bright side. Um, so tipping, uh, you know, you can tip with digital stuff. Like, But um, uh, it's much more common for people to tip when they've got cash. Oh, I've got a little bit of cash in my pocket. I don't really want that here. Here, I'll put it in your jar. There you go. Good vibes and it's good for me. Um, so, and, uh, but then in many cases, people don't have those machines. They don't have it set up. So tipping someone, you know, uh, cash is very helpful for that. And especially waiters and stuff like that. You can just give it to them. They don't need to give it to their boss. I, you know, I remember one place I worked at where there was all the tips collected and we never saw any of it. It just went to the business, you know. Um, and we all wanted our jobs, and so we were like, fine, turn a blind eye, just deal with it. But, um, you know, um, someone gave me, a, you know, 
occasionally would give me cash directly and then I wouldn't put it in that jar. I was like, no, that's mine. Because, you know, I knew I wasn't getting any of the cash which they were putting at the counter was being put there. So that's something where people, you know, and a lot of people in service industries, they're not getting much money. And so that's actually a very, like a vital lifeline for a lot of people. They don't pay tax in it. So it's a way where they can get, you know, uh, in this times, these times of uh, high cost of living, that's a, a, a lifeline. And so removing cash is going to take that away. Um, there'll be some tipping with cards, but nowhere near as much. And it's in many less, situa fewer situations. So again, makes sense to keep cash. Um, similar is busking. People like performers, musicians, busking, throw some coins in there. Um, how many buskers are going to have a thing where you can tap with your card and you just line up and you tap it? It's not as beautiful as just casting a few jangly coins in there and they go, oh, thanks, you know, um, and just, again, fewer people are going to do it. So, um, and then that, or there's less art in the street. Is that a good thing? No. You want people to be performing and sharing beautiful music and stuff and so that's a good thing there. Um, and uh, let's see. So uh, pocket money. So kids, you know, giving them a little bit of pocket money. And oh, I remember getting, oh, here's a, like a $1 coin and just staring at it and passing it through my fingers. And for kids, that's really cool. So um, being like, oh, here, I just sent $1 to your bank account. I have a bank account? Uh, yeah. Can I access it? Uh, well, mommy's busy, but you can look at my phone later. I'll show it to you. There's a one on the screen. Not the same thing. Um, and or then, oh, the $2, Euro co the $2 coin. This old Aboriginal elder dude on it. Whoa, that's so cool. And then, you know, oh, five, uh, $5, I keep almost saying euros. Um, and so, um, and just helping kids, you know, learn about money, you know. So giving them the pocket money, that's a nice little thing you can do. It's a physical embodied experience. Um, and also, you know, um, financial, learning about financial management um, and self-discipline, like or saving up money, save up your pocket money. That's a thing you can do with a piggy bank and rattling. We, we've removed cash. There's no piggy banks. They're gone. You know, um, giving kids pocket money, that's gone. It's not in your pocket. It's in your bank now. And we have to get kids' bank accounts early and get them into the grid more. And in general, I think there's a lot of, you know, to be said for like embodied experiences. A lot of people are returning to making, the, cooking their own food, um, growing their own food, you know, going, meeting in, per, you know, having a business meeting in person rather than on the internet. Just because it's embodied, you're in the same room, you're sharing space and, I think there's something really beautiful and healthy about being an animal and being in 3D space. And um, that's something which is um, we want to encourage. And so cash is another kind of way of having your money in the physical world. If you want, Some people want to use digital, cool. And I, I'll still use digital sometimes. But um, like one example would be if businesses are really busy, I just use my card because I want to make it easier for them. But in general, I'll pay cash. you know. And they're like, oh, uh, oh sorry, we don't have change. You, you're giving me a 50? We don't have that in some big like um, souvenir shop with all these you know, green Irish hats and stuff. I was just trying to buy some random thing. Um, and they were like, uh, oh, yeah, oh, we don't have change for a 50. And it was like the middle of the day or the end of the day. And I was like, what? And so I had to give them just a 10. Um, but so, but so I, I think, yeah, that's fine. It's like, okay, you're not in a rush. I'm just going to give you this. Um, and even if they're like, oh, we don't have change for that. And if it takes a bit of my time, I feel like it's worth it. I'm making them go, uh, hey, this has happened a few times this week where someone uh, tried to give us cash and we weren't able to do it. This is kind of annoying. I don't want to be annoying people and um, it makes us look a bit bad. It kind of incentivizes them to be, all right, how about we just keep 100 uh, euros of cash here constantly in fives? We just keep it here. 
and anyone comes in, you know, we just refill it. We're still making however much money we make each day, but we've got a baseline of cash we keep. You know, that's what they should be doing, you know, um, in order to run a business, I think, and not to be discriminating against, say, elderly or seniors or, you know, whatever, who maybe aren't using digital stuff as much. Um, and so, which is another thing, you know, so I think it's much harder on those people um, if there's no cash. So um, that's a good reason to keep cash. Um, and sim another thing is disabled people, say, um, especially that mentally disabled people, uh, then, you know, it's much simpler to just use cash. So rather than like, or you could say just the card, you know, maybe that's simpler in a way, but then managing it and knowing how much money you're spending. Um, I'd say, or well, perhaps, you know, maybe that would be an argument that for mentally disabled people, um, cash would be harder, but I don't think so. I think it's more embodied and simpler, but I don't know. But, um, uh, but uh, yeah, okay. So immigrants, the people who don't speak the language in a place, it's much easier to just deal with cash rather than to be like, you know, um, going and looking at all the numbers on the screen and oh, what do I do? Oh, I press this and or like setting up bank accounts and stuff um, or managing. I would say it's a bit easier. Not not too much easier, really. But um, uh, and then uh, what else? Um, so... Yeah, people, the unbanked, like poor people who don't have access to bank accounts, then obviously, you know, if this comes in, no cash, then they will be given, everyone will be given a bank account. Um, but uh, there's people who, um, as it is, as is, you know, they'll be put under a lot of stress and they are being put under more stress by this situation where more people are just um, not accepting cash. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, and so people, not just digital, digital literacy, but digital, like, you know, kind of facilities or like um, uh, tools, you know. There, there's people who, are, you know, don't have smartphones or um, et cetera who would be, they need cash right now. And so why don't we just keep it, you know. Um, budgeting. So, you know, if you have, you go, oh, I'm going to go to the casino or I'm going to go drinking or whatever it is, I'll just bring X much, this much money in my pocket. So then I, it's an easier way to have self-control. I don't, I'm, you know than a card and apparently they've done studies where people with cards predictably you spend more money because you don't it's, you can't keep track of how much you're spending and so what i recommend people do i should have mentioned this earlier probably practical stuff um housekeeping is uh i you know i take out um, a certain amount of um money where it's like plenty last me a week maybe or a bit less um usually a week if i'm not you know going too crazy and then um, if I'm going a bit crazy, spending more money, then I run out of cash. I'm like, oh, okay, go get more. Go to the bank, go to the ATM, just get more out. But it's like a sign of like, okay, you spent, oh. And then if I do that a few times, like, oh, I've done this twice this week. Oh, I think I'm spending too much. Careful, T turn it down, you know? Like, oh, or like, or just be aware that that's happened. Why is that? Oh, I spent on this, this. Okay, yeah, it's all good. I'm not overspending. It's just there's been some things I needed to spend it on. So it's a way of being more financially aware. Um, and it's easy, just get ca cash out and then, yeah. Um, homeless people, uh, you know, on the street, you can give them money. Um, that's one thing, like if we remove cash, that's going to make it much harder for people who are down on their luck or down on their discipline, you know, and for whatever reason, they're, you know, addicted to things or they're in a bad place, um, mental illness, people who are on the street because of mental illness, um, cash is a lifeline for them too. Um, privacy. So, you know, banks and corporations and governments not knowing what you're doing with your money, that's a beautiful thing. And even like in terms of freedom and independence, 
the surveillance state where they know exactly with metadata they can put everything together and they know exactly what you're doing they've got a profile of what you do and your habits and then they sell that to someone and they whoever they are you know but they're people here this is how it actually happens already um there's an avatar of me or you on and they're aware of our habits to some extent and they um sell that information to others um to target us with advertising etc so you know that's just going to be that's already quite invasive and we're not getting anything from that and we're not getting any cut of that pie but um also yeah uh, for totalitarianism it's very dangerous if the citizens don't have privacy Ideally, the government should kind of have almost no idea what the private citizens are doing and thinking, but the government is run by the citizens, and so there's no problem. It should be the opposite. The government should be all transparent, and the, peop the citizenry should be opaque. Um, but it's the opposite now. The, the government's opaque. We don't know what they're doing, and the citizens are completely transparent. Everyone knows they know what we're doing. So it's all topsy-turvy. Not very good. Um, Kids selling stuff. So, yeah, kids being able to, you know, just the, the other day, there's some little girls in the corner selling these little bows. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, good job. How are you doing? Interact with them, the, you know, pleasant little interaction. But they're also kind of building, you know, skills and entrepreneurialism, the kind of outside their comfort zone, talking to strangers and, you know, learning how things work. And I give them a bit of money. I give them a bit extra. Here you go. Yeah, 50 cents. Not here's two quid, you know. Thanks for that. And I get the bow, whatever, you know. And um, so that kind of thing, or selling lemonade or whatever. What, are they going to have a card machine, are they? I don't think so. Um, small businesses, the costs of um, having cards, digital payments. Again, if this is brought in, like cashless society, they'll probably try to smooth the edges of this and um, in some way. But, you know, although these big institutions have shown, like during the pandemic, uh, you know, the tendency to help big businesses and drive the middle class into the ground, like Target's open, but all these small businesses are closed and not allowed to open. Um, but, uh, but yeah, small businesses often prefer cash because again, they can, um, avoid being overtaxed, which is what it's not avoiding tax. It's avo avoiding overtaxation. Um, and, uh, but also, um, just the costs of, you know, two or 3%, you have to pay to the, the bank or the credit card, the machine, the person who runs the machine. Um, so that raises your cost. Either you raise your prices and p passing it on to the customers, but then you're going to be selling less because people are going to be, ah, oh, it's a bit out of my range. Just lower prices, you sell more stuff. So, you know, um, or you take the hit and then you're making less money. So, what, less customers or less money? Either way, cash is for people with um, very narrow profit margins. It's a lifeline to them. Um, when technology fails, you know, how many times, oh, the card machine doesn't work. Okay, good thing we have cash, you know. Like, oh, the card machine's not working. All right, well, I want, I want breakfast. I want one of those sandwiches. We can't give it to you because then... We need money. Well, you don't. Your car machine's not working. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to close. There's all these people, all these sandwiches that are going to go into the bin. All these people who don't get food. They're less productive. They're annoyed. That that energy spills out into the society. Do we want that? No. So keeping cash as a backup is a great idea. Um, uh, let's see. Emergency. You know. Like, so again, if you're traveling, having a bit, you know, 50 quid in the bottom of your bag is very useful just in case you lose things or you get robbed. Um, so having a spare card doesn't really make sense. It could get broken. Cash is easier to just kind of roll up and hide somewhere. Um, and uh, yeah, in terms of uh, like uh, just if um, there's some sort of crazy situation, 
um, or there's some problem like, oh, my car doesn't work for some reason. My bank, my bank just collapsed. Um, oh, thank God I have cash. You know, there's all kinds of situations we could think of where basically um, cash will be useful in an emergency. It's just a basic thing that everyone will accept because, oh yeah, I want your cash, sure. Um, a few more things here. Um, energy use. So um, yeah, like having um, these digital systems that uses a lot of um, electricity. And so, you know, on I guess that would be kind of balanced with the costs of making the plastic or paper or metal money. Um, that's a cost, but there's also the cost of running, having everyone using these digital systems and everyone needs to have a card machine, like, you know, which you tap and then your money goes into it and there's all these systems monitoring it and the traffic and, you know, people repairing the system. There's going to be a massive investment in, in um, hardware and software and, um, and just, like, production of electricity. Um, and so, and that's probably going to involve, you know, a bunch of, somewhere in the chain around the world, like, you know, um, pollutants in the production of more energy, you know, um, and that energy could be used elsewhere. So, you know, that's at least as big a problem, I think, as the costs of making physical money. Um, victims of abuse. So kids or teenagers or victims of domestic violence. Um, uh, or So these people, we can, um, there's a, there are people out there in the world who are in terrible situations and their um, victimizers have control of the money, the bank accounts. And so if they're planning an escape to get out of there, cash is very, very useful for that. Um, and without cash, they're going to be pushed into dangerous things like prostitution or um, you know, God, God knows what, um, uh, just to ch try to survive. Um, but uh, so, yeah, like someone who's like, oh, um, someone who's going to be like a manipulative person, they're very likely to be in control of the bank accounts and have it all under their thumb. Um, and so, yeah, we can th conceive of people who, um, who, or maybe you know, they don't want to be able to, being, even if they have access to their digital money, using it and then, you know, say the, the husband, wife beater, husband knows where they are now. That's maybe not a, a good thing. So if we remove cash that does make it difficult for those um, for victims to kind of get out of dodge. Um, so that's just another of one of these many things we're mentioning um, where cash is actually very useful. So you know, oh, it's funding terrorists. Yeah, but it's also helping, you know, people get out of difficult situations. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, and I think uh, basically I'll just close by saying like, why do we need to do this? You know, there's no no need to do it. The only real need is like, oh, isn't it amazing? The future. Like, well, you know, the future's great, but the present's more important. Um, and you know, it's always the now. But anyway, uh, the benefits of removing cash are almost non-existent, um, and th there's a few of them. But the the harms from it are uh, overwhelming. And um, so I think even if you don't b agree with me that the, we're at danger of totalitarianism in the, you know, the advanced democracies of the world or, you know, advanced economies, which tend to be democracies, um, uh, that's fine. Even if you don't agree with that, I think you should still be persuaded that um, you should be going around saying, oh, I'll pay cash, please, um, and kind of encouraging the use of cash. Um, and just, 
and uh, just for stability and unity, you know, keep things simple. Like um, a bunch of people are like me and they don't, they really are very concerned about the moves, um, the declarations of these powerful governments and institutions kind of shepherding society towards this two factor authentication um, or anti-money laundering, tightly regulated kind of Orwellian big brother system where the big brother knows everything you're doing at every hour of the day. And so, oh, wouldn't it be nice if the government didn't have total control over our money? And cash gives us a bit more power there. But again, even apart from that, I think it's the most important reason here. There's all these other things. Even if, even if the governments were totally trustworthy, um, I would be saying, actually, no, uh, we shouldn't get rid of cash. We can, you know, we can do both, have digital payments and cash. Um, and I think f- for a long time coming, that should be what we're doing, unless there's some big changes in the way society works and where the arithmetic changes. But right now, that makes sense, even without the whole thing of like oh, totalitarianism kind of sneaking in through the back door with the WEF or, you know, whatever. Um, and, or, you know, the Great Reset and all that. Um, and uh, so I think just to keep everyone together, even if you don't think there's a problem, be aware that a lot of your neighbors think there's a problem. So wouldn't it be better if we can just all stay united and not get divided by this where, um, and not have one more issue that divides us? Um, and just to keep things simple, we've got a lot of problems we're dealing with in the world. We're at a bit of a bottleneck in history. There's a lot of things we have to deal with, um, all kinds of problems environmental, cultural, financial, um, military, um, ideological, um, technological, um, ultimately spiritual. Um, and so that we've got a lot of serious challenges. We don't need any more challenges. And so, you know, these moves to get rid of cash, are, I think just very unwise. And um, I think we should all not wait for the people behind these initiatives to come around and agree with us, no, we should just start using cash more and um, enjoy it. And I enjoy using cash. It's like, yeah, cool. Not just because it's like more embodied. I'm like, yeah, using money and here's cash. It's kind of more fun than just tapping and it's easier to budget and maintain awareness of how much money I'm spending. Um, uh, But also um, I, I get the... You know, the feeling of participating in the health of society, like knowing like uh, I am part of a, a movement to keep balance here um, where we are keeping the people in power. And so um, please support Cash Freedom um, and go around, get out cash once a week or, and, um, or twice a week or whatever. And uh, yeah, go say, oh, I'll pay cash. So, all right. See you next week.